Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Silent Podcast, where we're anything but silent. Today, we're going to be covering Never Have I Ever, Season 3, Episode 3. I am your host, Sasha Joseph, joined by the smalls to my biggie, my co-host, Chappelle. How are you? <laughs> Sasha, you know I laughed at that joke. That was my favorite line in the whole episode. I know. <laughs> I, I'm good. We're the notorious B.I.G. together. That's us. <laughs> it's good to be back, Sasha. Oof, it's wild. Um, and you know, I feel like before we get started, dive into all of this love, no love, we need to get some some new things out because you might be listening to us on our own feed finally. So if you're on the Silent Podcast feed, go ahead and type Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast. And guess what? You'll get only Chappelle and I in your ears and you'll have just never have I ever content waiting for you. So make sure you subscribe to our new feed and give us ratings and reviews. So more people, what are we like? What are the never have I ever nerds? What are we called? You know, are we the nerds? Are we UN? I don't know. Yeah, we could be the UN. Yeah, like but you know, word. so more of the UN finds us. So yeah. make sure y'all share our feed. You're subscribed to it. All the good things. Okay, we we appreciate it. And before we get any further, if you have a fun story, you want to share an embarrassing story because we can't keep embarrassing ourselves. Share it to silentpodcastfeedback at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes. Send us a story so we can cover it here on the podcast um and with that i'm so excited on a brand new feed how does it feel to be talking never have i ever had a valentine chapelle yes it feels good to have our own spot and so if right? you hear this go leave us a review because that way we know y'all are finding it because we need people to yes. like thank you for following silent podcast and supporting everything we did over there but we need y'all to come to this feed too so that way you can get all your never have ever stuff in one spot you know uh, silent podcast we had a lot of stuff going on over there and so this yes. way we can keep up with all the never have ever mess um but yeah this feels good and i would love to hear stories about people's valentine's you know and i'm like Ooh. if you're married or if you're dating or if you are like out here like uh celebrating singles awareness day let Period. us know about your valentine's day ex ex uh, experiences now sasha i know that you are married you probably have some good valentine's day stories yeah but i think when i was single it was like i'm more of those oh yeah um i mean because i think as an extra human being my poor husband um like it has to kind of do big things because I will name it if I don't feel like it happened. So mm. I, so yeah. So with, with, when you're married, I not really, when you're married to me, let me rephrase. <laughs> um, I, I do like grand gestures. So uh, Valentine's day. Yeah. is like, it's really fun when you're married. Cause like they really have to try. I feel, I feel like my yeah. husband has tried more than my boyfriend's ever had. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, as, as the husband, I think that's what you, you got to do that at that point. Yeah. Um, Sasha, I had a really bad habit when I was younger of breaking up with people right around February. So um, I was, it was a, it was a long time ago. It was when I was in college, I made the mental note. Um, they like, I was like, Oh, I see what's happening. As school comes back in, we're like two months in and then it's like, boom, grand gesture time or money time. And you know, we're broke college students. Not money time. 
you know, I broke. I'm a broke college student at that time. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to buy a lot of stuff. So I definitely would try to be single around that time if I could. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Wait, Not what is like would... the nicest mm-hmm. thing you've done for someone for Valentine's for, Day? For Valentine's Day? Oh God! Um, it's not a. <laughs> Look, I'm scratching my head, y'all. Um, nicest. <laughs> you know the worst is breaking up with them. But well, like... I didn't break up with anybody on Valentine's Day. Let's not yeah. start there. But it's more like if we're not in a relationship by Valentine's like if I see Valentine's Day is around the corner and I think this could be a relationship by the time that starts, I might slow down. I might pull back just a little bit, <laughs> you know? Because then Sorry that way you... to all the girls Chappelle did this <laughs> You just leave your options open around that time. Now, you do, you might have to spend a little bit of money too in case you have a few options out there, you know? Listen. Yeah. I, 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 it's easier for me to talk about the worst things that I've done for Valentine's Day than the <laughs> nicest things. Because I think I'm genuinely a nice guy. But there have been times where I've bought the same gift for <gasps> multiple people. Oh my god. Yeah. Um I think one That's time evil. it was like one time I bought like a dozen roses and then gave everybody like one. One. You're not it What's wasn't like I gave rose 12 going people to do? a single red rose. Sasha, it's so romantic. <laughs> broke shit is this? I was I was like 18. What the hell and? are you talking about? And Sasha, Don't give me a rose. Sasha, they probably weren't even roses. That was my broke ass. <laughs> Carnations. I, right. Car- you know it. <laughs> no, I think um, I, I was I was talking to this girl. She was in a, a sorority and uh, their colors were blue. And so one time I went in, I think I went to Sam's Club and they had these white like flowers or whatever that you can dye. So you oh, could like, you, yeah. so you put the flowers, they're, they're like real, real roses, but they're white or something. And you put them in water, but you put the uh, the food coloring in the water mm-hmm. and that would change them blue. Yeah. And uh, this Zeta uh, really appreciated oh, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that was like one of those cool things that I learned. Like, like, like if Pinterest was a thing back then, that would have been on Pinterest. I think yeah, I picked that's it up off true. somebody. But yeah, I'm good at little tiny gestures like that, but I'm not a big grand gesture person. Yeah. I Every like- t- both <laughs> yeah every day is valentine's day when you're with me so oh we have god to and it. <laughs> chevelle's off the podcast <laughs> he's done like what we need a day for we don't look it's oh every, valentine's day is every day we don't have to what do we need this one day out of the year for you know that because you don't do enough so i mean i'm finally clearly bookmarking a day for you <laughs> you, <laughs> like, like, you do a little bit every day but this day you have to go the extra mile exactly oh my god i still remember this was like my wildest hail mary where i was newly single out of like a really crazy relationship um and i was like you know yolo what 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 do i have to lose so i remember just tweeting oh not another single valentine's day and it was like two weeks before valentine's day and then well, you know, I was in a sorority, so we had a few mix- social mixers set up with fraternities. So I was like, it's going to hit. You know, someone's going to see the tweet mm. and it's going to hit. Um, Let me just say it did hit multiple yes. times. <laughs> That's how you do it. It was a great Valentine's Day. And I had the exact opposite where we started dating. Like, we were never official Um, because, like, why would you? Indian Jewish girl, Muslim Pakistani boy, like never, you know, star cross could never <laughs> be, but but you know, here you are being stupid. And I remember, like, I was, I was like, oh, if we're like going on dates and Valentine's Day is coming up, it's important for me. 
So the poor guy, like, again, I had known him two weeks. We were in the same, like, fraternity, sorority, like, so we were Mm -hmm. friends, and we didn't, like, know each other before this, before tweet. So... And that, and he thought like he was doing something like responding, but then later on, I was like, no, like that was a trap. Like it yeah. was on purpose that I tweeted, and he's like, well, damn it. Uh, but yeah, he like left a whole thing um, coordinated with my roommate while I was tabling on campus, um, as a good president would, and uh, he had like left or like had all of these gifts set up in my room. <laughs> That I came it. back to. It was so nice. Yeah. yeah. So he was sweet. My my husband now is like just so kind. Like he um ever since we started dating would always like send roses to work, which I was like, yeah, that's great. And what's next? Um, not to sound ungrateful, <laughs> but like I also did a lot. So right. yeah. Like, but still, but what's next? <laughs> exactly. And so this year he like took me on like an expensive shopping spree. There so you go. I was like, there oh, you. this is what it feels like. At first, I refused to get out of the car. I was like, we're not doing this. Like, this is stupid. Like, I only talk a big game. Let's not spend money like this. And then it took, and then we, he made me go into the store. He's like, just look, just look. And then it took me, I think, two seconds to pick the mm. exact thing I wanted. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I don't need this. This is fine. Well, we could spend this money on something else. And then you see it, you're like, or we could just get it anyway. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm not paying, so like maybe. Yeah, swipe the card. Um, Sasha, I, I I remember those types of tweets. You know, the I, I call them the bat signal. Where yes. you just like Correct. throw like throw out the hook out into the universe to just be like, wow, I really hate sleeping alone. Oh <laughs> my you- god, yeah. <laughs> the Drake lyrics. I hate you because I know exactly. <laughs> I have never slid into anyone's DMs though, like. I would always be on the no, no, because I think like the boys would. Oh yeah, no, this is definitely my look of shame because I no, uh, as you know, you shouldn't. I feel like I, the, the signal was sent for a reason. Yeah, no, I am, I am the uh, the slider. <laughs> yeah, as one, you should be. I, I am the one who knocks. So because correct. <laughs> yeah, I used wow. Uh, like I said, I am retired now, but back in the day, I yeah, the DMs was gonna see me. You know, <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yep. <laughs> I just like to talk. I like to have conversation. If you haven't, if you've been listening just to this podcast long enough. You should know that, and I be up at night. That's all I'm saying. So, if you see the tweet that says something like "I don't, I just hate sleeping alone," just just go ahead and DM me. Let's see what happens. Let's just talk. About oh it. my god, no, everyone, do not do that. His DMs. Well, Twitter not... took his DMs away. Remember? And they should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's just I just feel like I'm grateful to have lived that life and now graduated mm-hmm. from said life. Right, and I am still working on myself. <laughs> no, you you are not the same from the stories we have heard. Yeah, no, no, I I'm I am an evolved human, you yes, know. Now, and the streets are thankful for. <laughs> right, and I, one day I too will graduate. It's just not my time yet. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, as long as you're just not a hot mess anymore, you know. That's I think yeah. it's more that. I'm chilling. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the toxicity is behind us. Is what I mean. Mm-hmm. It will never fully leave you. It just it's <laughs> behind us. And with that, <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> we are so goofy. Oh my god! I just uh, people probably think like my poor husband, but like I like please do not feel bad for him. 
Uh, that's all I have to say. Anyway, so I feel like, yes, never have I ever had a Valentine. It's giving the, like, normal trope of most of these kinds of shows where, oh, nothing is lovey-dovey. It's actually going to be a hot mess episode, usually. Or uh, maybe, like, a Parks and Rec has, like, the Galentine's fun, nice episode. But usually these are, like, the turning point episodes, so I was ready for it. Yeah, I I didn't know what I expected here because we did start the season with most of the main characters being in relationships. And I think by now, it's kind of like in flux. I mean, we know that Davey and Paxton are happy. We know Eleanor and Trent are happy-ish. Anissa and Ben are not. And Fabiola is single. And so I thought this could go any direction. Now, I, I mean, not to spoil the episode because I know we're going to talk about it at all. We didn't get a lot of Kamala at all. But yeah. I mean, we heard about her sneaking into a, hun- a Honda with uh somebody's teacher but... which is like are you sure mr kokardi is not so indian man drives a honda <laughs> maybe if it was a camry that every <laughs> damn uncle had that we That's also funny. had so who am i to judge but Camry's everyone had car. that that baby blue camry every mm. indian person i knew <laughs> or so the funny. like bottle green honda Yes, yeah, the bottle green. <laughs> I know. I can see the car in my mind. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, if you went to like the temple or like any Indian gathering, that's all that you see in the in the dam. There was like the the Showoff family that had the the actual like BMWs and the Mercedes, mm. probably Mercedes more than it, and Lexus. That's a that's a good immigrant, but like money car mm-hmm. is Lexus, and then everyone else was smart and had the Toyota Camrys. I feel. A nice, sensible Camry. <laughs> yes, the baby yeah. blue. But I do think it was a missed opportunity because we don't really talk about Kamala at all with her relationship with or relationship status. I mean, I guess it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But I did think, like, you know, we know that she's kind of maybe looking, maybe not. I don't know. And then we didn't, you know, last season we had uh, Common, Dr. Jackson, and, yes. and Melanie. But we don't even talk about him at all. I was like, are we just going to not acknowledge that man that uh, Melanie would have been so good with? You know, this was more about Melanie's friendship. And so we, we we talked about a lot of tropes, but there were some differences, you know, on this episode than I expected. Yeah, and I, I appreciate female friendships. Like, I think that's always a great um, thing for me to see in – uh, in TV shows, and I think that Sex and the City, I think, has, like, the best line where we are each other's soulmates. They say that to each other, the four of them. Men just, like, come and go, and that's the realist, okay? Like, your soulmates, I feel like, are your friends, and then your the, your partner, your romantic partner, I think, is, like, someone beautiful in your life to, like, add more. But I mm-hmm. feel like my, like, soulmates are really my friends. Yeah. And then my partner is, like, this amazing, supportive human <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> you know that i love a lot and is not i don't because i don't believe in soulmates i think that's a lot of pressure yeah it, it's it's deep and you know we we talk about Melanie and her budding friendship with raya um but you know we start the episode off with the flashback of mohan oh, and yeah. you know it's always kind of painful to watch the Mohan stuff because you can tell Nelanie and Mohan really loved each other. And, you know, we see Davey with Mohan a lot. But this is the least Mohan content we've gotten in two seasons. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. up to, to season three, this is kind of just like kind of chill. I, I won't say that they are over him completely, but it feels like, you know, the grieving process is starting to, you know, sink exactly. in and they're starting to kind of move forward with their lives. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, which is, I mean, I like the character or that maybe the actor that plays him is really endearing. But also, I think we have to see our characters that are alive um, as, I think, 
people that are complex and can move and are normal humans that will grieve and will move on. So, and we, which we see in Davy, right? Like in the passage of time, they show her going through all the stages of grief as well. So I think, unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know, whatever. Um, that's just their reality. So, and we even get, because Davy's first real or first Valentine, only Valentine seems to be her dad. And um, every other time, it seems like she's been either mistaken for a boy um, when flowers show up by mistake at the house or nothing at all. So um, I'm I'm excited for our characters to grow. And I hope like they do because uh, season four will be the last season. I hope they do some kind of a like maybe a full episode of mm -hmm. a flashback. I think I'd like and then maybe it's time to say bye. Yeah, I can, I can feel us moving in that direction as well, because um, this is the first different Valentine's Day for Davey, and she has Paxton now, you know, and he Fabrice his futon and everything, Sasha. Real love, teen love, right? <laughs> I just have to say, I feel like I dated better boys than this. Uh, yeah, I mean, Paxton just being like, you want to come sit around and play video games? I think it's very high school. I think there's a very high True. school thing, but then you do have the people who were like, really trying to court at that age i always roll my eyes because I've, I've taught high school students for so long to where like i've seen like the valentine's day uh like big like extravaganzas that they like to do and they show up with the big ass teddy bear and the and the and the candy oh and even don't get me started on the promposals you know and so you see all that oh, stuff I you're like got asked the prom he just oh, like really? assumed that we were going which it i should have like known right. red flag <laughs> yeah because <laughs> he'd already cheated on me yeah, see, the promposals are just the, you know, like the, the epitome of just this big display for high school kids. And you're just like, you're 17, give it up. You know, like, stop this. You don't have to act like this. So You won't like remember a, this person in two years. Exactly. I mean, sometimes you will. I don't want to be completely cynical, but, you know, whatever. I, I roll my eyes at it. And so I think Paxton's probably in that middle area of like, mm -hmm. he can probably be more romantic, but he's probably doing what you expect of high school. Uh, yeah, boy. and I think cooking for someone is really a great love language. That's what I do on Valentine's Day. Well, I was surprised with like his one of their, like one of my husband's favorite meals. I've not done that for anyone else. Um, So yeah, I think you just have to understand what they care about. And we know Davey really just cares about Paxton and spending quality time with him. So it doesn't really matter to her. I don't think what they do as long as they're together. But before we even get to any of that, Turns out there's a school compatibility quiz that they just took one a few hours before. It seems like the, the day before at lunch. And it's time to get your perfect match. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is weird, right? Uh, a compatibility test that they made the, basically the entire school take to determine who in the school would be their perfect match. And I was just like, I, I don't know. The school, the school could not have signed off on this, right? Like, this is Jonah just yeah. being messy. Exactly. It's Jonah being messy. It's a student council getting too much. It's giving Degrassi mm -hmm. where you were just like, how did this happen? Like, are there no adults around? Yeah. Where are the grownups? Uh, this well, is Mr. Shapiro is a grownup. So I don't know what you that know. Is. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. Uh, leave the grownups where they are because Mr. K is a grownup too. And we see he has, he has no uh, chill at all when it comes to, uh, you know, professionalism, I guess. He probably took the test and hoped Kamala was his, you know. He, so. he made her take it, too. He, like, yeah. takes it to her. <laughs> 
So it's just to me, as soon as that started, I was like, it's it's a wrap. Like this is mm -hmm. the main conflict of the episode because we know this is never gonna be good for for a protagonist and her partner that already we know from episode one are not supposed to be together. So mm -hmm. but why did they have to you know they could have given her anyone? But of course, Davy gets her little Cupid and it's Eric Perkins. Yeah. Lady Whistleboy. Lady Whistleboy is Eric's. I mean, is Eric, and I guess that is Davy's perfect match. I I don't know what the quiz said for this to happen. You know, like from what we see of Davy, she's a very specific type of person, and so it's like maybe opposites attract or something like that. Like why did why would you think that she would be like anywhere compatible to Eric? And it doesn't even, the only, only thing is that they're both curious humans, but for different reasons. Davy's very self, like, motivated <laughs> yeah. uh, versus Eric is, like, just kind of trying to be in everyone's business. Maybe they both want to be in relationships, though. I think that's mm. their comment. They're very desperate for that thirsty ones that's how they're yes. compatible it's like uh you two maybe they're like the last two people on the list and they just like <laughs> added them together because they're like you just want to be with somebody so here you go here yes because yeah one of the questions was, how bad do you want to be in a relationship whoever wrote 10 were uh -huh. paired together <laughs> <laughs> paxton was like i, I don't want to be because i already am so you know he put zero <laughs> right so him and davy weren't compatible at all probably and we see that throughout this episode too Yes, because what's worse than being paired up with Eric is that Paxton's perfect match is Haley. Well, oh. Haley's perfect match is Paxton, oh, right? Yes. Well, well, see, that's the thing. At first, Paxton is saying, no, it's fine, Davey. I got you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Because even Davey thinks that, well, even though Eric is her perfect match, at least she's the only one for Paxton. So she's trying to find a silver lining in all of this. Yeah, she's just, like, trying. She's like, okay, maybe it's true. Maybe it's fine. Let me figure it out. But I just couldn't imagine that I'm getting jealous of one person. And then that person decides to be the, like, is paired up as a perfect match. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Um, but then I also love that all the now the friend group is together. Uh, and Fabiola, <laughs> um... Is like, well, what are you actually mad about? Uh, asked Davy. Uh, is it that like Eric's your match or that Haley's match is Paxton? Mm hmm. And, and well, what do you think the answer is? Because it feels like it's more about Haley and Paxton than it is about Eric. 100%. It really is. Mm -hmm. Because why did she stop caring as much as soon as Paxton allegedly was her or she was Paxton's perfect match? Um, but the, you know, and, and I think here Davy's finally honest because she says she's happy but also didn't know they'd be so close, which I understand. I, we talked about this, about jealousy last time. Um, but Eleanor finally not leaning into drama and says, like, don't worry. It, I understand, you know, that maybe you feel insecure, but, like, you don't have anything to worry about. And then Anissa comes. Mm, yeah. And things are this bad. Is fun. Yeah, because I think the last time we saw Anissa, she was kissing Fabiola. Mm -hmm. And so now we have to address the elephant in the room, which is how we left the last episode. And it's hella awkward uh, from the from the jump. I don't I don't know what I thought was going to happen in this episode, but I knew it wasn't going to be like, you know, some instant love connection between the two of them. Yeah. And this is where I think Fabiola's like 
general awkwardness works in her favor and her breakup with Eve, you know, all of it, because she is really off her game of being like the fun, uh, smart friend or or the anchor of the group almost. And I mean anchor in a good way. Uh, so I just love that Fabiola's perfect match is Bra- Gears Brosnan, of course. Yeah. Eleanor got Trent, Fab got Gears, and Anissa got Ben, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but Fabiola's <laughs> like, oh, Ben is your perfect match. Right, because that's your boyfriend. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes, makes sense. Uh, but then Eleanor says, one of us will be single. Yeah. And I think Fabiola's like, yeah, Anissa, right? And, then, <laughs> and Eleanor, no, no, it's me. I think I'm going to break up. He's not very deep. And she wants to date an artiste. Yeah, she needs somebody who is as dramatic as she is. Someone as dramatic as she is, or at least a, a Sagittarius, which, I mean, those are the same things. Dramatic, Sagittarius, whatever. Same same person. I'm scared of Sagittarius. Well, Scorpios are worse, so yeah. Sagittarius so, are okay. Sasha, my weakness, Aquarius. I don't know what's wrong with those sociopaths. They're crazy. They're crazy. People. I'm married I, to one. Yeah. I just don't know how you do it. I just, I mean, listen, I I'm about always to send y'all a, one, a gift basket. Yeah. I always have one Aquarius. I can, I think I can only handle one Aquarius in my life because I always have one person that's very, like a best friend or something that's an Aquarius, but only one. Mm, and then like I, somehow one gets phased or whatever. And then the next one comes in because my best one of my best friends whose name was Brandon is Brandon. Sorry. Uh, but we, we're not as close anymore. Was an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like, anyway, we moved away, whatever. And here enter my husband who was an Aquarius. Yeah. It, See, I, I I'm is. stuck with them. I don't, I can't get rid of them. Uh, I hate them all, you know, like I, but I like, they like are attracted to me and I'm attracted to them. I just don't, I can't figure it out for the life of me. Why it's I can't get fire, rid of them. fire, water, shit. I, yeah, and I and I don't know anything about the zodiac, right? So someone's listening to this, they can correct me. But the way I see it is that I'm an Aries, right? And if you look at the picture of the Aries, we're like straightforward. We are straight shooters. We are fiery, and I'm I'm an Aries stellium. So whatever that means, I have four placements in Aries. Okay, so I am the most Aries that I think I can be. Okay, <laughs> and these Aquariuses are a water like Aquarius, obviously water, but they're an air sign. That's too much mm-hmm. confusion. They don't even know who they are. So as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't mesh well with me as an Aries. That's my theory. But for some reason, I just can't get rid of them. And I hate it so much. <laughs> Listen, cancers, I think are the worst. And I say that as a cancer, obviously. <laughs> so at least yeah. you don't have like deal with emotional cancers. Just like well, a Aquarius. Well, I do have you and yes. my brother. Oh, my brother, my brother and <laughs> your brother. men are the worst. My brother's birthday is one day after yours. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> Cancer men are a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, you ain't got to tell me. I, I lived with one. <laughs> I used to only date Cancer men. Can you imagine what kind of toxic stuff I was in? Yeah, imagine. Yeah. You're imagine. a victim. <laughs> Or I'm the perpetrator. I don't know. But they that's all was attracted to me. Because mm-hmm. they would come in my orbit. And I was like, no, not another cancer man. This is <laughs> not right. It's horrible. Because mm-hmm. no one can actually be honest about their feelings. Because there's so many damn feelings. It's horrible. Anyway. Do it. <laughs> listen, don't do it ever. <laughs> Stay away from us. 
Um, and then, so Ben, of course, shows up as well. And Ben immediately, they're talking. He's like, why are you worried about the test? Uh, it's giving 1984. And Anissa goes, the Taylor Swift album. Yes, Anissa. Oh. Stan, Stan, 1989. Uh, she was close. Listen, I think she's fine. Close enough. Close mm-hmm. enough. Um, but of course, <laughs> he goes, oh, we're going to need you to get a library card. I would have punched. This is where you just like, just flick punch something, you know? Yeah, this is shady. I think Ben is having a hard time really drawing the line between the UN being his friends that he teases yes. and him dating one of them. But then it's also kind of blurry because if he was dating Davey, he probably could have got away with this. That's what I think. So I think that, which we know later, but like Ben is more suited for a person that matches his wits, like Mm -hmm. pound for pound more than I think anything else. Like he needs intellectually someone to challenge him or Shira, who I think challenged him socially. And he was just like, I mean, he wasn't happy with her. I think he was just like, well, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. helps my social status. So here we are. But I think yeah. that's what he needs. And Anissa needs someone like Fab. Or mm-hmm. not necessarily Fab in general, but I just need someone that sees her and like just accepts her for who she is. So Yeah. I, I think uh, with Ben, it's one of those things that like he can pick on Davy when it comes to her yes. intellect because she's not she's not threatened by him. So she she almost she's so confident in her own abilities when it comes to, you know, being a nerd mm, and being smart yeah. where it's like it's like, yeah, you you're picking on me, but I don't really feel it because I know that I'm fine and I know you don't really believe that you're that much smarter than me. Like you know we're like almost equal at that at that point. Whereas Anissa might feel a little insecure around somebody like Ben who's always flexing their intellect and talking about their grades and what great college they're going to go to and all this other stuff. So it's like you're picking on somebody who cannot take that type of uh like uh ribbing, you know? Uh, yeah. like I think if it was like a sports related thing, Anissa wouldn't even flinch. She's like, what are you talking about? I could kill you in whatever sport we wanted to play. Exactly. Yeah. But when it's this, it's like, you actually might be picking on one of some, like a, a source subject for her. Um, and that's why it doesn't, it doesn't land well. Especially when she knows this whole Davy thing is brewing. So mm-hmm. it has, and it has been before her, before she entered the picture and it's still, according to her, brewing so that's a lot um but fabiola queen of course says 1989 has probably more little literature is more relevant literature than 1984 is and then (laughs) i love how later goes was i right because i only listened to podcasts sasha i'll tell you right now she was right she was right i i've listened to 1989 i mean and i've listened and i've read 1984 you know and I personally, okay, let me just preface this with I have a degree in English. I hate George Orwell's writing. Okay. It's weird. It's (laughs) weird. I don't care what anyone says. I don't have a degree in English, but it's. Come at me, bro. I got, I've read it. (laughs) I wrote papers on this book. It's not good. I don't care. Uh, So give me Taylor Swift over George Orwell any day. You could probably write a better thing anyway on 1989 than you could 1984 like at least give me animal farm where i could get into like the most obvious deep stuff Mm -hmm. yeah the most obvious obvious. exactly like oh communism like we get it Uh, but um we know we know yeah give me 1989 i'll take it 
Yes. Um, and then we also should we just go to Nelani real quick or sure. Yeah. Great. So that's where we leave our friends. Okay, real mm-hmm. quick. Because now it's Nalini's time. Okay, for Valentine's. Everyone's getting something this time, it seems. So Nalini's clinic, uh, Raya is here and she has a skin issue, which I was like, why do we need to okay? Uh, and it turns out it's athlete's arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, not with me. Uh, but anyway, they're trying to figure, like, figure out the skin issue. Turns out maybe her homeotherapeutic, whatever Ayurvedic stuff she has, maybe doesn't work. So she needs actual dermatologist. And Nalini, you know, she's like trying to be friends with Nalini and is saying like, "What are your Valentine's Day plan?" Uh, and then this was the beautiful bobblehead uh, flashback to Mohan giving Davy's dad giving her like a really sweet gift. Yes, a bobblehead with a strong jaw. Now, Sasha, you think this is really sweet. What if this year for Valentine's Day, I give somebody a bobblehead of me? So as someone that has received a bobblehead of themselves, like I was like, I love me, but not this much. Um, and it was a one of my birthday presents. And I was like, please don't ever do this again. I was like a white man. I, the Etsy shop maybe wasn't the best, I'll say. <laughs> um, but I think it's weird. Unless you're in a long distance relationship. So so wait, so wait, pause. So it's cool when, when Mohan gives Nelanie a bobblehead of him, but I can't just go give my future Valentine's a bobblehead of me. Like, that's not good I enough. I don't think this was great either. <laughs> it's just that Mohan's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can look back at it fondly now, but in the moment you're like, but like, where's my real gift? <laughs> it's like, get me food. Yeah. You know, I'm fine with that. Or because if we're not spending money, because I don't believe that like spending money equals extravagant. I just mean I need something to be thoughtful. That could mean just like a like not even a picnic, but like a fort in the house and we watch a movie. I don't yeah. care. Um, like and, and anyway, I hate to leave the house. What a cancer. But the point is like I just need it to be like thoughtful. So yeah. a bobblehead of you when I live with you and I can just like tap your head if I'm mad instead <laughs> of the bobblehead um, is not needed, you know? Okay. What if, it, what if it's me as a bobblehead and the person I'm sending it to is her as a bobblehead too and they're like holding hands or something like that. And that, that's, that's some cute shit. <laughs> but again, are y'all like in the same house or in the same no, city? No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to be in the same city for sure. But I'm just trying to think of something thoughtful, Sasha. This is what we're using this I time for. I just feel for. like there could be more thoughtful things that you could uh, create instead of, like, bobbleheads. That's Take me I'm back saying. to Toxic Chappelle. Toxic Chappelle was better. He didn't have to deal with this stress. <laughs> you could even do a picture. I feel like a picture is more thoughtful. Um, but I could see how people like bobbleheads. Do you know what? If the bobblehead was, like, themed, then mm-hmm. I think it's cute. Yeah, like if it's a Valentine's Day bobblehead. So it's like me and her and then like like with the heart or it says be mine. Yeah, or, or like some your favorite like sports team or your favorite yeah. movie. You know, then okay. it adds that extra layer of like, no, but I'm thinking of you. And right. like I'm writing this you down. Care. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm writing um, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it, we know you're good at gifts already. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so then I think, yes. So if it's a bobblehead with like, uh, we're, we're both in like, Oklahoma Sooner outfit or like one's in a Raider outfit and one's in, you know, like it needs to be something like that. I can't just see a bobblehead. 
That's gotcha. maybe what I mean. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. You now, now every <laughs> next Valentine's Day, everyone's getting pop. So Sasha told us too. <laughs> Please. No. Uh, just you know, just just do movie night at home. Higher chances of other stuff happening after <laughs> than a bobblehead. You know, I'm just saying. Anyway, so Melanie, uh, you know, does say like she doesn't have any plans for the day, um, and she's told, you know, you got to make some times for yourself. Maybe they'll have a girls' night together, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Melanie is not about it. I feel. Well, Melanie's only time that she has for herself during the day normally is the six hours that she's been sleeping. Uh, so this is new for her, you know. Um, and so it seems like Melanie might be willing to entertain this, but she gets interrupted because Patty has locked herself in the garage, and so she has to rush home and go save her um her mother in law. Damn it, Patty! What are you <laughs> on, ma'am? I can't. Uh, meanwhile, after that, Patty just goes with her clique to celebrate <laughs> Galentine's. Yeah, and Melanie's home alone with the bobblehead. She's, she's got plans. Look. Patty's got plans. Um, Melanie does not. And so Melanie needs to step it up. And so I think that's when she finally decides, okay, maybe I'll hit up Raya and see what's going on. Yeah, which is sweet. They're like friendship. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, I think this is a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Then Melanie uh, and Raya also go the next day, uh, which is, you know, 50% off chocolate day. And uh, they go and get acai bowls, which they call a kai bowl. I thought it was acai, but anyway. It's acai, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, am I really that wrong? Um, <laughs> and then I just love their bonding, and they're bonding about how hot Mohan is, which I love. And and then they get blowouts together, which mm-hmm. I love. What a beautiful friend date that is. Is this normal behavior for a friend date to just be hanging out and be like, you know, let's go get like a blowout? Because Melanie went from like her normal straight hair look to I think she said she looked like a newscaster. And she really did. It was a yes. it was an interesting <laughs> look for her. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's not that easy to find appointments. Mm. So even if you'd want like um a lot of times, yeah, you go and go get your nails done after. I think it's that's more normal than like something more uh like yeah more than nails basically because i think trying to find and maybe because i live in the bay area but like you can't just like walk into a blow dry bar and be like hey i'm trying to drop a hundred on a literally just wash my hair and blow dry it um and i drop a hundred so or probably more if it's like the trademark yellow blow dry or what is it dry bar yeah yeah. If you watch Love stuff? Island, the yellow mm-hmm. things that they use for their hair, that's dry bar. It's like a specific brand. Gotcha. Yeah, women get the cool stuff. Well, I, I like me and my homeboys can't be like, let's go get a blowout right now. You know, like, it gets like it doesn't exist. Like if we wanted to go get haircuts, it's like let's go to the barbershop as like <laughs> friends. Like that's it's so weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel sad for bo- like boys, I will say, because <laughs> I feel like your bonding stuff isn't as like fun. Mm, it's like homebody stuff like don't get me wrong we can yes. all go to bars and stuff like sure. that but it's not as chill it's not like oh let's go and like get our nails done which is you know not to say that people don't sure. do it it just doesn't please feel like pedicures, at least. yeah it just doesn't feel like something that like i would do with my homeboys like it's definitely something yeah. i'll do like with like like my cousins and stuff like we do we go do stuff like that all the time we'll be like whatever let's just get our feet done and laugh and be drunk or whatever but you know like with my homeboys it's always like let's go out to the bar let's go talk yep. to women 
it, it always comes back to either women or like video games or football, you know? And so mm -hmm. it is, it is a very sad life. I know I listened to you and uh, Jason Reed talk about um, the bathroom etiquette <laughs> on your uh, on the She-Hulk podcast on post show recaps. And you were talking about how supportive the women's bathroom is uh, for women. It's and then, truly um, the best place to be. And then Jason was like, yeah, in the men's bathroom, we don't even make eye contact or talk. And I was like, oh, dear God, he's not wrong. I I don't want anybody to speak to me while I'm in the men's room. I just I just don't. Like, don't talk to me. And I am the most extroverted person who ever existed. And I swear, if you talk to me in the men's room, like, I will legit, like, walk out. Like, I just can't do it. I can't. Wow. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's, just, it's, a, it's a dude thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, girls will like talk through under the stalls. Like, so I've seen people like give um obviously feminine hygiene products, so that's basic. Um, mm -hmm. but also like give numbers because you just connected, but then you're yeah. like it came for your time to go pee. So you're just like, okay, yeah, here's my phone, just put your number. In. Yeah, probably some weird homophobia or something like that, or toxic Ooh, masculinity in all of us yeah. that makes us not do that. But whatever the case may be, we don't you're do missing that now. Yeah, I guess so, because we don't go get blowouts and we definitely don't talk in the restroom. Listen, drunk girls at bars, the best friends you could ever make. I just, I have to say. Um, <laughs> yes, but anyway, so yeah, that's where this friendship is like budding. And mm -hmm. I and I appreciate that we get like love, love, like as in we get lots of different kinds of love in this episode mm -hmm. where it's friend love and uh, relationship love. There's a different, I forget what it, what that love is called, but I know it has a name. But anyway, um, that's what I mean. All kinds of love. Everyone gets love. Uh, okay, now I think it's time to come back to school because we're wrapped up the family piece. So now, at school, Mr. Shapiro is back, baby. And this is where you're like, feminism is so beautiful. And then these liberals take it <laughs> and ruin it for everyone. Because he asked, does anyone know what this is? And of course, everyone's bestie Trent goes, that's a 30. He even knows, the, I think, the exact size. Yeah. Demi cup. 30C front class demi cup. <laughs> look at Trent. He's well, look, he's well read. He knows things. He's a good boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. Shapiro goes, yeah, we're going to learn about the women's rights movement for the rest of the year, a.k.a. the next four months. And then tries to light a bra on fire. Yeah. This man's always going to do the most. Every time. Like, Mr. Shapiro cannot help himself. And to think, like, okay, we're going to learn about the women's movement. That makes sense. But to learn about it from February to May, where you have people like Ben who are, like, hell-bent on getting as much knowledge that they can get for these other subjects and for these, like, you know, test questions, basically, for the SAT and these, these college interest exams, they're not going to feel it. They're not going to like this. And Ben is throwing a fit very quickly. He's just like, why do we, why are we skipping all this other stuff to talk about women's rights? And I love Mr. Shapiro. It's like, I'm reclaiming my time. He goes full Maxine Waters and just basically shuts Ben up. It's like, this is just what we're doing for the next four months and get over it. Which I couldn't stop laughing because like as a white male teacher, you, you have all the time. The time mm. is literally yours. <laughs> But I can't. I can't with him. Um, also, it's like, what wave of feminism are we teaching? Because I think we're maybe moved past bra burnings. And also, I can't. Can you imagine if this was real and, like, there's teenage girls in the class? Like, dude, read the room. It's so inappropriate. And um, even this assignment is weird. So he yes. gives them the assignment, which is, we're going to rewrite the Bill of Rights 
as if it was written instead of by the founding fathers, but by the founding mothers. And that's like, in, in theory, it sounds good, but then you still have to get into like the other issues with the Bill of Rights. Like there are more issues with the Bill Where's of Rights. Where's the intersectionality, Mr. Right. Shapiro? It's more than just sexism, sir. Like you're really about to start talking about some real stuff and you might find out that the Bill of Rights might be very similar <laughs> in a lot of ways than with the founding fathers as it was with the founding mothers. But I guess this isn't the time to talk about that. Mr. Shapiro is giving classic white femin white feminism. Mm, and if folks that don't know what that is, look into it. Point is, it erases intersectional identities. That's all that means. All right. So, um, anyway, new and it's stupid. Oh, I just like thought about it again. <laughs> I got mad, so I need to get back out. All right. So then Ben, um, is now like proper agitated and he walks outside and tries to talk to Anissa about it and oh first in class he's like can you believe this and then she's like well you don't think I read anyway so what's the problem mm -hmm. and this is like the first sign that like, oh yeah you didn't screw it up but Sasha it's Valentine's Day so this is the perfect time to make up with somebody like this should be easy for Ben no she's furious yeah, she's like she's do you think you are <laughs> As she should. I think she's finally honest with him and later on um, is more, like drags him rightfully so. Mm -hmm. But here we are. So it's brewing now between these two. It's already been brewing, but like this is, we're, we're, the kettle's going to whistle in a little bit for these two. Uh, and then Paxton and Davey are now um, at dinner. I, I, sorry, at La, yeah, dinner, I think. Um, because basically they talk about the test. Okay, cool. Um, and then they're going to be at dinner. But before that, we have a few, we have one more date we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Eleanor. <laughs> Ooh, because Eleanor is about to break up with Trent and she goes, We need to talk. And then this again, cool boy points, right? Because he says, every time someone needs to say we need to talk, it's always been good. <laughs> I can't I can't with him and then he invites her to dinner with his uncle who's famous so she doesn't break up with him which have you ever been in that situation uh I've been in the like we need to talk situation but normally I can see it coming I've never been blindsided by we need to talk I'm always yeah, kind of like if you think we need to talk it's because I've already been I I'm probably pushing you to it a little bit I'm yeah. I am that kind of person like we, <gasps> Me we too. I, I might start being a little annoying so that you'll be willing to go there with me. Um, and so I've never been blindsided for, from it, but it did feel like at first Trent was a little caught off guard because he just randomly throws out, well, I was going to take you to dinner with my uncle Joe, who happens to be uh, this car salesman who does commercials. They call him captain Joe and he uh, makes high prices walk the plank. And by saying this, it immediately catches Eleanor's attention and she realizes, oh, wait, he has an uncle who does commercials and I want to be an actress. And maybe if I can talk to the uncle, then I can be an actress and maybe I need to stick around with Trent for a little bit longer. And so uh, she's going to manipulate him and so that she can uh, further her career. Yeah, this definitely happened to me once. What? <laughs> yeah, I like someone called to me and it was like a long time like we needed to it wasn't even we weren't even official but or and it was like we needed to officially be like we have to just move on this is done um i'm graduating like it's just enough already um <laughs> 
and it was a Valentine's Day present. That I just remembered that it was. Um, well, so yeah, and then he called me and said, you know, hey, your your Valentine's Day present finally came in. It's Thunder tickets, and we're almost on <laughs> the floor. Oh, so he got your basketball tickets, and I yes. Whew. I don't think you could say no to that. I think you have to, you have to stick it out for another week or two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was another month or two. Because I was just like, what is wrong with that? But okay, fine. Let's just, let's keep going. When when graduation happens, we'll figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, so you gotta do that's what you so gotta bad. do sometimes. Yeah, yeah at least so I bad. didn't dump him right after. All right, y'all. I waited. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. happily married with many kids. There you go. We get them. Um, but yes, so I, I understand because when I saw that, I was like, oh, I I had all this courage to break up with someone because I've also <laughs> like you, Chappelle, never broken up with anyone. Mm-hmm. I always like push us until we shouldn't be together. Right. Like, OK, now I'm acting like a jerk and you want to dump me. Yes. Yeah. Why are we like God, I don't know. Talk it's because we're good people, you know. We're good people, and everybody else is just. We just don't want to hurt their heart. Do you know exactly? That's what it is. <laughs> you can break my heart. It's okay. I'm a big right. Girl. I can take it. You yeah. can't. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Okay. Um. All right. And then um, Ben and Anissa are, I think, talking a little bit more. And then she says, "We're gonna rain check on Valentine's Day dinner." And then she runs into Fabio again. Yeah, it's it's the conversation. The way they have the conversation just further solidifies that they they're not working right because Ben is trying to apologize because he can tell something's up. He's like, "You've been snapping at me about the book and stuff like that. What what's going on?" And he even says in a very weird way, like, you know, like I don't expect you to be as smart as I am or oh, to know yeah. anything that I know. Ugh. And I'm like, "Oh God, like Ben." This is not how you do that. It's so weird. Like, you don't, I don't expect you to know all the things that I know. Sounds like you know all the things and I don't expect you to measure up to me when what he should probably say is like, you know, there's all, there's stuff that we all don't know, you know, or uh, I don't expect you to know everything or maybe I I apologize for making you feel like, you know, I don't think you read, you know, but this was just so different like it's like he couldn't not be condescending and she could tell yes. and so that's what she ends up running into the restroom and again fabiola in their spot where they last you know kissed which is just like awkward as hell like i can't okay i just mm-hmm. this is so sad um for everyone involved and i just don't understand why ben couldn't be like just like i don't know anything about soccer and you kick ass at it mm-hmm. but no he's just he's so not condescending he's so in his mind perfect that he doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to be normal honestly um or like a good boyfriend rather to to anisa and then um fabiola uh sorry anisa apologizes for kissing her and fabiola accepts the apology um and you know says hopefully you find whomever but you know the apology leaves anisa thinking i will say yeah I, I didn't know how I felt at this point in the season. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. do I are we rooting for this to happen right now? Like, how did you feel about the two of them? Because we know the kiss happened, but did you think yeah. it was gonna be like one and done, or did you think there was something here, Sasha? I mean, I think let's wrap up this story as well, because um, 
Yeah, I I think there had to be more, right? Because they're friends. I think if this was a random kiss, then maybe not. Maybe then it would be just Anissa's story or just Fabiola's story. But I think, unfortunately, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but I think they're friends. And so it's more complicated than that. And we know that because Ben and Davey are friends. And that's why it's so complicated as well. If there are unresolved feelings or even feelings, period, I think on any side, I think it makes any situation hard. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. To be in. At least that's how I feel. I don't think you again, as toxic people, we're probably better at like hiding our feelings, but you know, it's still if, if it's there, it's there. Yeah. So. You you can't pretend like it's not. Um no. so, yeah, I don't know what I felt in this moment. I think I was kind of just like, I wonder if they would work. And then I started to question everything because I'm personally against, you know, dating within the friend group. Yeah. Uh, you and I have talked about that before. Like, I've been in those groups where it's like, why are these people dating? And that makes everything awkward for everybody else. And so I don't know. I think in this moment, I was just kind of happy that Fabiola was being a good friend to Anissa. Yeah. And I think that's what's hard because you want like a happy story for all your favorite characters. And that doesn't equal it needs to be constantly with their friends. Platonic friendships are okay. <laughs> um, and they they like live and it'll be fine. Um, and then we fast forward a little bit because let's wrap up this. Uh, ben tries to talk uh, later on the next day, I think, or a few days later. Uh, ben tries to talk to Anissa and uh, finally have a talk and she breaks up with him because Anissa just knows that she's not who he wants her to be. So it's yeah. not worth it. I, basically being like, I'm not Davy. We shouldn't be together. Bye. Yeah. He doesn't respect her in his shows. And mm-hmm. and he and he deserves to be with someone who he wants to be with and not yes. like her replacement. And Ben doesn't even defend himself in the moment. It looks like for a second he's about to, but he can't because I think she's right. And then seconds later, we find out that Ben actually had a perfect match card that said that his perfect match compatibility was Davey all along. Of and so, course. Yeah, so he knew that he was having insecurities about this too. He, We just didn't know it, you know? And so, yeah, um, yeah this was interesting because now I'm thinking, oh, now that they're single, what's going to happen next? Yeah, it was wild because I didn't realize it would happen so fast because mm-hmm. we have 10 episodes. Yeah, so it's like you get like single Anissa moving forward you might get single Ben moving forward and then you have to see what happens with the rest of them exactly Ugh, that was so sad because uh, Ben just looked shocked but not I-, I think he was like yeah I knew this was coming like th- th- I should be with Davey in his mind I think is what the seeds are sowing which we see later on in the episodes also uh and then I love that Anissa is then really pretty sad um, and watching Anissa cry Fabiola tries to you know reassure her that things were, are going to be okay but it seems like every time she has a moment alone or sad or where she's vulnerable Fabiola is like in the room yeah Fab just keeps popping up and she just tells Anissa if you ever want to talk I'm here and so I'm thinking yeah maybe something there maybe something mm-hmm. romantic could happen but if not they'll still be friends Yeah, and I'm also a big believer in, like, signs where I think if, like, a certain person, like, shows up constantly and you're, like, and they make you feel good, it's okay to, like, explore it and um, if they're feeling, but understand that it could be friend or is it 
more than that. Um, and I think here is just Fabiola is such a good friend that I think it it muddies the water a little bit because of their sexuality. Well, Fabiola's sexuality. And then Anissa now is also trying to figure out what does that mean? Um, and who is like someone she should be attracted to or looking toward. And Fabiola says, whoever that may be, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Fabiola's dope. You know, so I don't I don't blame Anissa for for mm -hmm. kind of, you know, feeling drawn to Fabiola because uh, I don't think Anissa and Ben were great friends. But I think Fabiola is being a great friend to her in a way yes. that Ben just couldn't. Exactly. Um, And like sometimes I think when I have never done this, like, but I think when you're in like a vulnerable moment, I like movies and friends accounts have told me that like yeah you end up like doing stuff that maybe you shouldn't with mm -hmm. someone that just happens to be around been there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah i've yeah believe it or not i've never um but anyway so then uh, and that kind of unfortunately ends the Anissa and Ben situation because we know Anissa also didn't have Ben as her match uh Fabiola and Nisa, TBD. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We shall see. Um, and then should we go to Trent and Eleanor, or should we go Paxton Davy? Let's do Paxton and Davy because I yeah. think we're gonna kind of have some overlap with That's the uh, Trent and Eleanor. Okay. So we end up back at what the finally at dinner on the futon. Yes. <laughs> and Paxton has made his homemade Stouffer's box dinners <laughs> with mint on top. That was. So weird. I said, just give me the box dinner. Just what are you doing? Just put the put the lasagna in the oven and call it a day. He thought it was basil. Um, but like smell, you know, mint. I I grow a lot of mint because it's a damn weed. It's horrible. It grows everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. and it smell is everywhere. You cannot stop the mint. Uh, but anyway, bless his heart as always because he's trying, and that's all that matters. Uh, and then they have like a really great conversation. He invites her to paintball. And then they, he's like, she's, you know, that's what's great about us. We don't have to do the same thing. Yeah. She's <sighs> trying to convince herself that, like, in her mind, they are so different, right? She knows that her perfect match is Eric. Mm -hmm. But it's fine because clearly the computer said that he's uh, he's her perfect match, you know? And so that, that, that means something, right? Like, so even the fact that we look kind of weird together he's super hot and i'm a nerd and he's uh he's a jock and i'm super smart or whatever and like nobody knows him and he's super popular like these opposites must be important because we got each other on this test right so she's like i don't like paintball and that's okay so for once it does kind of feel like davy's being mature but the way yeah. she's saying it is very passive aggressive it's like um isn't it weird how we just don't look good together at all, but we still work? It's like, Davey, shut up. What are you doing? Just be happy that y'all I know, and I think it's so hard when you feel insecure. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly enough, I feel like this is not the first, but, like, in a lot of situations, sometimes your gut feeling is right, you know, in yeah. that, like, if you feel something's up or you're just, like, feeling like him and Haley or who, whomever are something's up usually you should go with i say go with your gut feeling but i think there was so much insecurity here that like it stops everything mm -hmm. from happening unfortunately for her um but then 
you know, they, they start making out and Paxson said, because, you know, as teenagers do, uh, they'll move on pretty quickly to their hormones. And then Paxson just moves away to grab a block of cheese. OK, not the green kind of Parmesan, but the block that you have to grate. And then Davy looks at the compatibility test again because, you know, she's like, yes, this is my man. Let me touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she looks at the poor card. And of course, it's Eric's card. Yeah, this is Paxton traded Eric, um, and so he's been pretending that he got Davy as his perfect match. He lied, you know. And I know at this point, like from everything we know about Davy, we know that this is the end. Like Davy is about to snap. It's yeah. I was like, it's a wrap. There's mm-hmm. no way. Like we saw a little bit of glimpses of Davy being mature with her asking Fabiola, "Hey, is today hard for you?" First time I think we've seen Davy be about anyone but herself. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, it's nice, but it it's done. And then she's like, Oh, it's so great that we can lie together. We can that you didn't have to lie. I just just basically she's constantly bringing up everything that has to do with lie. Um, and man's is so blissfully happy. He does not know anything. Right. He just he's having a good time. He's happy with Davy. He doesn't see an issue. And so, of course, Davy is looking for an issue as well. And she's found one. So this is this is a bad thing for their relationship. And, I, you know, the, the train wreck is happening and it's happening in slow motion. Um, but in the meantime, we do have another dinner. This is when we have the Trent and Eleanor dinner at the same exact time. So I guess Valentine's Day is going well for at least one of these couples. Oof, because this this dinner is great where they're having a lot of awkward moments where Trent is there, Eleanor is there, and of course, Uncle Joe is there. Mm. Please, 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 please. Um, And so he offers, finally, Eleanor's like really itching. Also, tell me more about your commercials. I loved when you did this and when you did that and the blinds. And the, and Uncle Joe could care less. Uncle Joe trying to eat. Right. And Trip finally brings it up. He's like, oh, you know, Eleanor's an actor. And Uncle Joe's like, oh, well, do you want to be a salty sea witch in my uh, in my next commercial? And this is the moment Eleanor has been has been waiting for. But Uncle Joe just completely guilts her by saying anything for someone who makes my nephew happy. And Eleanor just kind of, you know, she feels so small in that moment because she knows what she's doing is dead ass wrong. I just can't. And I think she knows. But like maybe a selfish human that uh, tries you know, it's selfish and she's still a good person. So she's like, I, I want to be a working actress. And I know I'm taking advantage, but I'll do it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And she's going to go spiral, you know, about yes. this for a while and talk to Fab about it later on. So her and Davy are both going through. So Valentine's Day dinner leads to Davy spiraling about Paxton lying to her and about this perfect match thing. And then you have uh, Eleanor, who's now trying to determine, should I be a good person and, you know, let Trent go? Or should I stick around for a little bit and further my acting career? You know, this is her first paid gig. Should I stay or should I go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor Eleanor. At least she thinks, you know, at least she has a conscience. I think that's Mm -hmm. big for her. But Eleanor does um, at the end decide to let her to let Trent and the commercial go. Yeah. 
So Eleanor has her own conscience, but David yes. does. She struggles with a conscience, and so she has to go see Doctor Ryan, who's kind of like her conscience in the um in the show. Literally, okay, my God. Um, and it's so sad because uh, David comes home after her date. Nalini's so excited to be like, "Hey, do you want to eat together?" Because Nalini's obviously lonely, but I think she'd be damned to show maybe a little bit of weakness to her child. Um, which I don't know about you, but that's very much I feel like an immigrant. Um, family thing um, where they, you know, they never show that they're struggling, even though they are. Um, misery loves company, but not for these parents. <laughs> anyway, so Davy's telling Dr. Ryan that she's worried about Haley and Paxton matching with each other. And, you know, Davy's like, why did he lie to me? I don't get it. Um, and then Dr. Ryan asks what we all want to know. Why do you really care? Mm hmm. Yeah. Why do you feel this way? Why do you think people are looking at her like crazy? Like Davy is projecting all of this. Like no one thinks we should be together. No one thinks we're good enough. He's dating uh, me, who's like the quirky smart girl. And he could be dating the hottest girl in the orchestra. And she has symmetrical boobs, the biggie and the smalls of it all. And <laughs> Dr. Ryan is trying to bring her back to like to, you know, to earth. But Davy sees on TikTok or Instagram that uh, Haley has gone to the paintball ga uh, game. Is it paintball game? What do you call it? Paintball yeah, paintball game. game. Yeah, paintballing. She's gone paintballing with Paxton and them. And so Davy knows what she has to do. Uh, maturity has gone out the window and she needs to go and be in the mix of all of this because she has to make sure that they don't realize that they're each other's perfect match and they, they don't hook back up. Yeah, and I think Dr. Ryan is all of us because Dr. Ryan just goes, shit. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I know we, we all did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Crazy Davy is back. Oof, oof, oof. So Davy shows up. Paxton's so excited. Paxton's so sweet because he's very excited for them to all play together. But here's where mm -hmm. the boy has the boy, right? Because yeah. he goes, great, but my team's already full. Trent needs a number. So go be with Trent. Paxton, this was the wrong, this was the wrong move, man. This is the wrong move. The move is. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Let me kick this girl off the team so that you can be on my team. She shouldn't have any issue being on Trent's team. It's right there, Paxton. But he's uh he's he's a boy. He's a teenage boy. I mean, what do you do? He just he couldn't see it. Yeah. I will say I very much would enjoy being on opposite teams. Like that's more fun for me. But mm -hmm. maybe I'm sick. I don't know. Well, it's it's the difference between you and Davy, right? Like you, like yeah. if it's Davy and Ben, that they're definitely going to be on different teams. True, true. You know, like they're definitely going to be on different teams. But this is Davy and Paxton. She's come here to be around him, yeah, uh, yeah not yeah, to beat him, true. but just to be underneath him. She doesn't care about <laughs> paintballing at all, you know. Yeah. And so for him to be like, okay, cool, my team is full because I have Haley, who's amazing. You go be over there with Trent, but also good luck because we're going to beat you. Like she doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, and Trent just makes it worse because Trent is like, they're amazing players. Haley's so good. Um, so we can't really beat them anyway. So, like, just don't die. That mm -hmm. was Trent's. That's all. So Davey's like, got it. So I'm going to kick her ass. Um, and I'm going to show that I'm better at paintball than anyone, which is like, listen, we don't need to be better than anyone, like, or especially any girl. Like, Paxton is who you have your issue with, not Haley. But anyway, it's okay. She's she's a teenager. Uh, so Davy does really well, I have to say, which I can see it as like she's such an angry, smart human. 
Mm-hmm. That it it worked, you know. She's like she can be a good general. Uh, so <laughs> everyone's out but her versus Paxton and Haley, uh, and then she ends up cornering Haley well because uh, she she fakes it, and then by the end of the game, she corners Haley and she's talking to her and she's kind of like bashing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and while she's wasting her time, Paxton shoots her. Yeah. Ouch. This sucks. This is the wrong move. Again, Paxton, what are you doing? Uh, Davy is having her moment because she has, in her mind, she has overcome the odds, right? Like, I am better than you, girl, who is trying to steal my boyfriend. Like, I, I am beating you. Everybody thinks you're so cool and so smart and so pretty and so good at paintballing, but I'm better. I am Davy. I am supposed to be with Paxton. I am, what she said, I have the determination and grit like a noble yes. cockroach. <laughs> and she's doing all of this showboating and stuff. Haley just Haley still has no clue what's going on. She just wants to go and get a drink. Um, so Paxton shoots her. And now Davy has lost. And she lost at the hands of her boyfriend, who basically, you know, sacrificed her to win the game with his friend that he's once been in a relationship with before, you know, his hot friend. So Davy, all of Davy's insecurities are right there in front of her, and she's just not able to see anything else. Like I know she's seeing red the whole time. I think I would too, as a mm-hmm. as a fellow angry person like Davy, I I understand, and as a very competitive human, I can't imagine that someone that should throw their game for me didn't. Mm-hmm. And so and, it's done. And Davy's Davy points out her issue is that Paxton lied to her. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you lied to her about the compatibility thing. So and you 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 shot me while you were with the hot chick. What's going on? And this is when Paxton tells her, I lied to you so you wouldn't do this exact thing. Now, this is when I'm Paxton. I am Paxton here because I'm like, I, I know you. You're going to act like this. This is why I didn't tell you this. But here you are doing the exact same thing I was trying to keep from you. I do think honesty would have worked. I think, uh, I don't know if it would have, well, that's a lot. I don't think honesty would have worked, but I think honesty probably was the best tactic here. Um, but at the same time, I don't blame him for lying to Davey because Davey does stuff like this. And Davey, like, I think cares a lot about optics. So mm-hmm. he was like, well, since I know someone I like a lot cares about optics, I'm going to help fix said optics. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not with him. I do think that if he was honest, there was a way for him to be like, I don't like Haley. You know, just literally say it out loud. Because think about it. Even up until now, she hasn't heard that from him. She hasn't heard there's nothing going on between them. Really, Like, you know, explicitly. I think he said, like, you're being crazy. You know, not crazy, but he's like, you know, it's you, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he's ever said, like, I don't have anything. Like, there's a reason why I ghosted her, basically. Yeah. Uh, is what I feel like he maybe she needed to hear. And I think that's the conversation they could have had at dinner. But Davy's a little wild when she's mm-hmm. angry. So maybe not the most rational human. So I understand why Paxton maybe was like, this is easier. Mm-hmm. And they did. And neither one of them are communicating really well. Because no. Paxton, Paxton can tell. I'm sure he can tell that like Davy is threatened by Haley. Just at least in this moment, he can. Right. Yeah. But. Davey has not said this to Paxton either. Like Davey could have been said by now. I, I'm cool with y'all being friends, but the I, I, I'm not that person who is secure enough, you know, in our relationship to where I think y'all should be hanging out like that all the time. Some for some people that's okay. I I personally am more like in the camp of like if I trust you, then I don't really care. 
But Davy, we know that's not Davy's MO. You know, she she has been fighting for this moment for her whole life, you know. And so now she has it, she is not willing to let Paxton go be with the hot chick. It's just not something that she's okay with. I think if she expressed that to him, I don't think he would, would mind. I mean, he went a year without talking to Haley anyway. Uh, and so, you know, I don't think he would care, but she never really says the words. And he doesn't pick up on it and address it either. And so now here they are yelling at each other with guns in their hands. Yeah, and I think tr- trust with trust as a teenage relationship versus I think trust in your thirties is so different. Um, mm. Also, I think so. That's what makes it hard. Like I just again, as someone that was cheated on with who they were with in high school, like it's so hard. Uh, it really is. And then like let it be. Teenagers should not be in serious relationships. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, so Paxson unfortunately is correct and says, you know, I didn't want to see you getting being set off, blah, blah, blah. And you are the one that doesn't see us and doesn't see that we belong together. And it's because you don't like yourself. Like, you have to love you before you love me. Like, it's so cheesy. But unfortunately, I think he's right. I think that Davy got a lot at her, like everything she wanted, like quote unquote is happening and she's still not happy. It's because there's something inside that she needs to fix, which, which I believe is so true. Like if you're not confident in yourself, like in no relationship is going to work. Right. And she's using this relationship to be her confidence. Remember yes. she thought having a boyfriend would solve all her problems. Like that is what we talked about in the first episode. Boys and- will never solve your problem. They can just headache city. Some of us, you know, us, we do solve problems. But in this situation, not the kind of problems Davy needs solved. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> not those type of problems. Uh, but yeah, Davy doesn't like herself. She likes the idea of if I'm in a relationship with the coolest guy who I've been pining for, then people will admire me. But Davy doesn't think that she's worthy of Paxton. She thinks like some, by happenstance he has chosen her. You know. um, and it could have been anybody, you know, like it, yeah. it's her right now or something like that. And then the next hot person who walks up, it could be them. Uh, she's just so insecure about it. And I think this is the most mature thing Paxton has ever done is telling her, we got to cut this out because it's just not working. If you're not ready, if you're not okay with you, then how are you going to be okay with us? You're like, you're never going to be. He seems to be all in on their relationship and she's so busy questioning it and they can't get anywhere with this. So as heartbreaking as it seems, I'm not mad at Paxton for breaking up with Davey. I think this is the right move. Yeah, and I think for us as people that are watching this, we see how different Paxton is with Davy than anyone else. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think it's harder for us and to be and we are a little bit more judgmental of Davy because of it because we see that oh look, he's trying with you and all of that, but I think for her, she's just trying to fit into his life, which is just like relationship fail 101 is like if you're trying to change yourself for the other person it doesn't matter like it's not girl change for man like men change themselves for women too and it it, obviously again speaking as heterosexual relationships because that's the most uh that maybe we have uh experience in so it's just that's the understanding of that like you have to be secure in who you are and then there's compromises like see monty would say i'm just kidding um (laughs) you know there's ways to like you can grow or like 
mesh together, but that doesn't equal you have to change yourself or be completely what the other person wants because that's like horrible and gross and um, a little bit like abusive, you know, for, to yourself and for that person to do to you. So don't change yourself. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Be you. Be you and, lo- and love you too, you know, um, because now we have the, you know, devastating breakup that Davy has been uh, dreading. Oh, my God. But we also have the Eleanor and Trent breakup, you know, in a way. Question kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like we're going that way, Sasha. Yes, because they meet up again. Same, uh, same paintball arena, arena. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the hell is it? Paintball, whatever. Um, yeah. and <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, paintball. Uh, something. Place. Mm-hmm. Spot. And um, they finally are chatting. Eleanor, you know, confesses, but then Trent goes, no. I'm not that dumb. Um, I knew you were going to break up with me, but I actually like double whammied you or like, mm-hmm. you know, Uno reverse card you <laughs> because he said, I um, knew you were going to do that. So I used my uncle as bait. <laughs> yeah. Basically. She, she really thought like her incredible acting skills were used to manipulate him. And, you know, now they were about to have this dramatic breakup. Of course, Eleanor is thinking, you know, like, oh, now we can never see each other again as if they don't go to school together and have class together. Um, but yeah, he admits that he saw it coming and he used his Hollywood connections and like and dangled them in front of her like a carrot that she couldn't resist. And although this is very weird behavior, both of them are trying to manipulate each other into staying together. It does explain why they're compatible. You know, Eleanor did say that uh, Trent was the most compatible person with her, and yep. they're equally dramatic. I mean, both of them were just like, this means that we probably should be together, right? Like, they're like a Hollywood celebrity couple now. They're not normal, you know? And this is um, Trent admitting, too, that he's a little insecure in this relationship because this is his first real girlfriend. And so, although it seemed like a breakup, it is the beginning of, I guess, the solidification of their relationship. I, I really don't know what we're doing with Trent and Eleanor at this point, honestly. Yeah, and I think this is the first time that we get a little bit of reality between them. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time they're honest. So we shall see what that means. But it's bad. <laughs> Mm, or it's it's dramatic rather i should say between these two so fingers crossed that it works out but i'm stressed for these two i'll say that Mm -hmm. (sighs) agreed yeah it's just i i don't understand uh but only eleanor wants to be with someone that literally manipulated her you know it it works it works yeah (sighs) and that is the end of the episode because unfortunately davy gets home and is in tears because uh, she's yeah. going through a breakup. And Nalini, again, said things my mom said to me very often. Is this about a boy, even though it's not supposed to be about a boy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. To be like, I know you're probably experiencing heartbreak, even though I told you you could not, you weren't allowed to do that. So I'm going to be here for you as a parent, but also... In the back of my head, why are you experiencing heartbreak? I told you you were forbidden to date anybody. It's a very weird spot. This is definitely probably something that is like 
I won't say specific to to young girls, but it's definitely a conversation that I could never see like having with my mom or dad. You know, the double standard of those like boys can go do anything when it comes to dating yep. or whatever. Um, like my dad, uh, my stepdad. I remember when, when I was like in middle school, I had like some ridiculous heartbreak. It was so stupid, um, and he like completely did the like worst thing he could do. Instead of coming in and being like consoling me, he was just like. Yeah, don't you hate that? Yeah, like she's horrible, isn't she? Oh, and I was like, oh my no. god. Yeah, but in the moment, I was like, man, no, she's great actually. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna go back to middle to, to middle school tomorrow and be a simp for her. But okay, I hear you. <laughs> like, I was like nodding my head, but also like completely disregarding everything he was saying. I was like, yeah, she sucked. But in my head, I was like, whatever, screw you, man. This is the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember my mom to this day makes fun of me for my first heartbreak because she's because i guess i said oh why didn't you tell me this hurt so bad and my, oh my mom God. was like what the hell is wrong dramatic <laughs> <laughs> and my mom to this day was like remember that time you said i was like mom just stop it i was 18 <laughs> and dumb you never told me love was gonna be like this. You're like, grow up. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, my mom literally every time I went through a heartbreak would be like, people get through death and divorce. You're going through a damn breakup. You'll be fine. Right. And looking back, you're like, she's right. <laughs> I know. That's what's annoying. It's like she's never wrong. But how dare? Mm. She would like hug me while I cried, but then be like, people are g- get through divorce and death. Like, I think you'll be. Fine. It's that uh, Kim Kardashian moment where she's like, I lost my 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 earring. And they're like, people are dying, Kim. That's exactly what your mom Literally, like, that was my mom. <laughs> people are dying, Sasha. God, my mom was like, people get through real years of love. You can do this. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Drag me then. I know. And again, she wasn't wrong. Um, but damn, you didn't have to go this hard on me, you know? But mm. it happens. Uh, my mom was like, this is why I say just have fun. No one's saying you can't have fun. My mom used to be like, you can kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, do something. You can do that, you know. Have a good time. Oh, God. Uh, my mom, bless her heart. You know, she she tried, okay. But, um, yeah, so I just, I feel for Davey because heartbreaks are the worst, especially when you're, I think, younger because you think they're the end of the world, especially if it's your first or your first few it's so much harder and then it just gets easier yeah yeah by the time you're my age listen it's a dime a dozen <laughs> literally miss one miss one next 15 one coming that's what they say <laughs> oh my god i definitely when i was in my like thriving college era um and i remember my my cousin who's nine years younger than me was going through her first heartbreak i was like girl Boys are like buses. Like, you will be fine. Like, they literally, they the next one will come. Because mm-hmm. we're good looking. We're smart. It will be fine. Yeah. And then to this day, she'll bring it up in front of her boyfriend to me. And I was like, don't don't make me look bad. I'm married. Nah. No, no. This is your mom's wisdom passed down to you. And you passing it on to the next generation. So Listen, that's, that's how it's supposed to happen. She was so sad. And I was like, you were 18. It's not needed. Mm-hmm. This or I think she was sixteen, not even eighteen. I was like, "It's not needed. You're fine. Buckle up." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But that wraps up this very sad episode, um, and it's gonna get a little weirder from now mm-hmm. on. So. Mm-hmm. 
tighten your seatbelt, people. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think the episode was that sad. Like, I was sad for Davy, but at the same time, she did it to herself. You know? So I was <gasps> like... I mean, I'm just saying, like, I was like, like, I was sad for her while it was happening. Like, while she was questioning her relationship and all that stuff, I was kind of like, Davey, you gotta, gotta chill. Like, you were, you're doing this to you. So the breakup, I honestly think it was kind of healthy for them. You know, like, I'm, I, I feel bad that she is sad, but I don't think I was sad. I kind of was like, okay, you will learn from this. You will grow from this because right now you're not in the place to be in a relationship. You're not, I think Dr. Ryan asked her in season two, would you be a good, are you a good girlfriend? Would you be a good girlfriend to whoever you get at this point? And Davey couldn't answer. And I think this is what, what it is too. Like right now, are you being a good girlfriend? And I don't think she is. Not if she's questioning everything that Paxton does, um, completely shooting down every like attempt at him to have a normal relationship with her. Um, being jealous of this other girl who's no threat to her from what I can understand. She's not communicating well. It's like, Davey, you might need to take a step back from this and then, you know, reevaluate, get yourself back together and then come back at it when you're ready. So I, I wasn't sad, um, but I was interested. This is three episodes in. We already have the breakups. And so I'm thinking if she's single, Ben single, are we going to get more of the Ben and Davey relationship? That's what I was worried about at the end of episode three. Oh, worried. Interesting. Well, I just... Switch thinking it was a coming you know like, i was thinking like is that what's happening next is that what we're getting to because you know like it's always been either paxton or ben so i'm like well mm-hmm. since it's not paxton i mean ben's right there listen little did you know the buffet is getting bigger for our girl slug boy is on the way slug boy <laughs> to the rescue <laughs> oh my god i think i, I still don't think i know his name like Stop. I don't think I ever learned. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, look, we can get into all of that when we yes. talk about our next episode, episode four, which I don't even remember what it's called. Um, never have I ever made someone jealous. So yeah, never have I ever made someone jealous. And so I'm sure yes. we'll have a lot of good uh, conversations about that when we leave our next episode. <laughs> yes. So thank you to all of you for listening. As we wrap up episode three, don't forget to subscribe to our new feed, Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast. And make sure you leave us a rating, a review to let us know. Maybe tell us your best or worst Valentine's Day story uh, and anything else. Honestly, just let us know how we're doing. But five stars only. You give me Mm -hmm. constructive criticism, but five stars only. All right. And with that, thank you, everyone, for listening. Chappelle. Where can the folks find you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Check out these other podcast appearances. I was recently on the Big Brother Sunday night recap episode with Aman Adwin, Lavina Pavel, and um, Taryn Armstrong. And it was a good time, but we had some real serious conversations about racism and, um, uh, well, not so much about racism, but more about microaggressions and implicit biases and the way that the Big Brother house is being so out of control this week. And so you can check that out on Rob Has a Podcast. Um, also on Rob Has a Podcast, we're still doing the Nothing But Netflix podcast uh, with Rob Sesternino. And we talked about uh, Untold, the Manti Teo story on Netflix. It's called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Um, and it's a so great... Yeah, it's a great documentary on Netflix, so check that out. But if you don't want to watch it, check out Nothing But Netflix and listen to Rob and I talk about it and subscribe to Nothing But Netflix wherever you get your podcast. I was also on the Crime Scene pod, uh, podcast with Mari Forth and Sarah Carradine last week. And so that podcast will be out very soon. 
um, where we talked about Woodstock 99. And so uh, the podcast starts with Mari dragging me and reading me down like uh, like like the trash that I can be sometimes. And I, <laughs> like I said, I deserved it. And so check that out. It's a fun listen. Woodstock 99 was wild. And so I recommend that you go watch it on Netflix. But you don't have to because on Crime Scene, we're going to take you through that. It's a true crime podcast on Rob Has a Podcast. Um, and then uh, coming up on post-show recaps, uh, I am still talking about The Walking Dead. Tales of the Walking Dead is currently airing and uh jessica lease aj mass josh wiggler and myself are covering that anthology series on amc um and so that will be coming up as well and then i think that's it i think i'm just uh doing a few things here and there sasha i'm not as busy as you as if please okay get out of here mm -hmm. um and as for me you can also find me on twitter at funsize underscore oh four and i host a weekly pop culture wrap up uh with kirsten mckinnis called mess magnets over on rob has a podcast so check that out it's lots of vibes similar vibes but we talk a lot about uh, celebrity gossip and any other honestly mess that we care to talk about and um over here on silent podcast survivor south africa is done um we are so excited to have been blessed with such a great season thank you to all the fans honestly that make it happen because it really feels like it was a fan made season it was beautiful so um check out our finale coverage over on silent podcast as well and I'm covering She-Hulk every week with Jason Reed over on Post Show Recaps. The feed is called Everything is Super. So check all of that out and more. And check out my Twitter so you'll know what else I'm up to. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye.